Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. Support for Talking Heart on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at QCBT.com. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Dr. Gail Bell about the legacy of the jazz pianist and educator Bill Bell. Good morning, Gail. Good morning. Well, the 8th Annual Polyrhythms Bill Bell Jazz and Heritage Festival, which is happening this coming weekend, August 19th through the 21st, is named in honor of your late husband. And and he rose to prominence in the jazz world beginning in the 1960s as a musician, an educator, and composer, but he was originally from East Moline. So what was he like, and, and how would you want people to remember him? Well, he was uh, very outgoing. He loved music. He loved uh, composing. He loved jazz. He loved students. He was a person who kept busy all of the time. Uh, And he really bridged that divide quite well between being an accomplished musician himself, a uh, a pianist and an educator. He was really able to do both of those brilliantly, which is which is a hard combination to do. Yeah, it's it's hard for some people, but for him, it seemed to be kind of a natural place to be. Uh-huh. He always did both. He always um, he studied music there at Augustana College, and he just seemed to have a natural affinity from a very young age, as far as playing the piano and loving music. And he just took on teaching others um, also, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, students. He loved to work with students. Uh Well, after he left Augustana, he obtained his master's degree in music education from the University of Iowa, which I think is where he met you. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's where I came into the picture. We met at the University of Iowa, and uh, one of the first things he he did was to let me know that he played the piano. And uh, as a matter of fact, the first time I met him, I saw him playing the piano <laughs> first, and then I met him after. So uh, music was always kind of part of our relationship. Uh-huh. I might put it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, it it probably out of necessity because of the level of a prominence that that really he rose to and and then the two of you moved to the west coast where both of you spent the majority of your professional careers um and you're originally from Waterloo but the Watertown area of East Moline was where Bill Bell was raised and where he learned to play the piano and it and that area remained very important to him and in essence helped shape the person that that he became so what was it about about Watertown and East Moline that made such an impact on him personally? I think that um, Watertown was very important because there was, it was a kind of like a project as he explained it to me where families lived in a close uh, relationship with each other where 
everyone knew everyone else. The people took on the, the families took on the task of helping to raise the children for all of the families. There was a, a strong sense of community. There was a strong sense of love and caring. And, uh, it felt like the whole neighborhood was a part of your family. So he loved, uh, Watertown. He spoke about it a lot. He talked about the school that he attended and what a great opportunity it gave him because the teachers were drawn from the same community and uh, it felt like a safe place to be. Well, a lot of musicians ended up coming from that area and it's it's really so interesting to think think about it. It sounds as if workers were brought to this area, homes were built because they, they worked at John Deere and in other factories. Uh, I'm not sure, maybe Case or International Harvester. Yeah, International Harvester was the other mm-hmm. place that African-American uh, men worked in this, in the foundries, in the factories there. And the Watertown, as I understand it, was built as housing for those workers. And after uh, the families moved, they wanted a school for their children, and they wanted to have a school that was uh, where the kids were taught by African-American teachers. And they set about doing that. And so Bill attended that school. I don't know the name of the school, but he attended that school, and the teachers were warm. They were uh, affirming of the children, and um, they really felt good attending the school. It was part of the community. So um, Mm -hmm. the one thing that he emphasized was that he got a very good educational start at the school when he uh, attended, later on attended the uh, public schools. He was proud to tell me that he act, they were actually ahead of the other students because they'd had individualized uh, work and care, academic care. So it was a unique story that the families wanted a school that was uh, segregated when the children could have gone to school in the public schools, but they wanted the children to be protected and to be affirmed and to have all of their talents developed. So it really worked out very well for Bill. Well, it sounds like it did because he went on to do so many things besides being a consummate jazz pianist and composer. He he was referred to as a nickname of sorts as the jazz professor because he worked as an educator for decades. He trained generations of young jazz musicians and, and he served um, for think decades as chairman of the Alameda music department in Oakland, California. He taught jazz at both UC Berkeley and at Stanford, among other places. So training and mentoring the younger generations must have been very important to him. And I'm wondering if he uh, drew on the role models that that he was exposed to. I, I really do think that he did. I think that the start in Watertown was really the base for who he was as a person and who he became as a, as a, as a jazz musician 
and who he came became as an educator. I just think um, those were his roots, and they were good, and they were positive. He had a cousin, I believe, who was also a musician, and he got lessons from him at an early age, and it all seemed to start in, in Watertown. Yeah. Well, he went on to tour with the jazz vocalist Carmen McRae, and and he accompanied on stage many, many well-known names in jazz, from Nancy Wilson to Anita O'Day, Diane Reeves, Lou Rawls. There are just so many. But he also composed his own music. What do you feel as a composer was his greatest accomplishment? Well, I think the first album that he made, uh, the title was The Jazz Professor. And that's really uh, when he kind of took on that um, <laughs> that nickname of the jazz professor and that, that album to me um, was one of his greatest accomplishments. He did the album in 1995 and it was really like, almost like a written autobiography because what he did was he composed original music for all of the people that he loved the most his goal was to capture their personalities in music. Um, so he wrote a song for um, for me, and that song was called Gale, and uh, that song was like a waltz. And he wrote a song for his father. Uh, his father's name was also Bill, and the song he wrote for his father was entitled Wild Bill because his father was at a reputation for just loving to have have a great time and, and to be a very active person. He wrote a song for his mother. Uh, his mother's song is Lottie. His mother's name was Lottie. And his, her song was a gospel uh, song. And uh, the gospel singer Daryl Coley sung the song. Daryl was also one of Bill's students. And so that uh, jazz professor album had a variety of music in it from um, jazz, uh, straight ahead jazz, to um, kind of electronic music. He wrote a song for uh, our son. We we had a son who passed away at an early age who was just a tremendous person, and Bill wrote a song for him. So the music for him was completely different than the other songs. So in 1995, when he was trying to get his record into the public domain, what happened was that it couldn't be pigeonholed because he had too many different kinds of music and too many different genres of music in one album. But it was just a great accomplishment. Um, he was very, very proud of it. And as a matter of fact, that music, he sold out, you know, that music is no longer even available. But to me, mm -hmm. it just showed uh, all of his talent, his ability to compose in different styles and his own musical 
um, talent. A lot of his students were on on the album. So to me, that was just the essence of who Bill Bell really was. Mm. It sounds like a in, in a deeply personal expression of music and and I hope to be able to hear that at some point. I, I read he also had some pieces commissioned by the San Francisco Symphony and the Oakland Youth Symphony. And, and you know, Bill's legacy will live on in many ways. I, it's very fitting that Polyrhythms, which is the grassroots nonprofit organization here in the Quad Cities that promotes both jazz and community arts advocacy, has named their annual Jazz and Heritage Festival in honor of him. And that's this coming weekend and the schedule is packed and you'll be in attendance. I am. I am coming back. I'm looking forward to it. Um, my daughter's coming with me and, you know, it's going to be like a family reunion for our family. And we're just um, so glad. And I'm so exceptionally pleased. And I know Bill would be too, that um, this blues and cultural festival is named after him uh, because even though Bill, we traveled all over the world, went many places with his music, his roots there in East Moline in Watertown were very strong and he was a big uh, fan of uh, Nathaniel. And that's Nathaniel or Nate Lawrence. Uh, And he he is really extraordinary because he has pulled together this this three-day event, and it's the eighth annual, and it's all free of charge, which is really, really quite amazing. And just to give a kind of a quick recap, on Friday, August 19th and Saturday, August 20th, the event will be held at the Martin Luther King Jr. Community Center in Rock Island, and the location of the Martin Luther King Center honors the legacy of those, you know, who preceded Bill Bell. There's a variety of associated programming on both Friday and Saturday. There's a strong youth educational component around reading and drumming and dance. Uh, There's a drum circle. There's also on Friday night, August 19th, a Black Authors Forum, and that's hosted by the local poet and author Shelley Moore Guy. That's from 6 to 7.30 at the Martin Luther King Center, and local authors will, will speak. There'll be book vendors. There's an author meet and greet that precedes that, I think, starting at 5 p.m. They also, on Saturday, have a health forum with, with information on diabetes, hypertension, and so forth. That's from 1 to 2 p.m. So there's so much. And then there's a pivot on Sunday, August 21st. There's five hours of free jazz, which will be held uh, at Rivermont Collegiate, and that's in Bettendorf in Becker Hall, which is this really beautiful facility. So five hours of free jazz. There's a vintage wine bar pop-up. And the headlighting artist is a Chicago-based jazz saxophonist, Ernest Dawkins, and his band, The Young Masters. And Ernest Dawkins, um, working in Chicago, serves as a mentor to young musicians, much like your husband, Bill Bell, did. So there's really something for everyone here and a lot of synergy between the programming and the excellence that Bill Bell represented. So how does that make you feel? Well, I I can actually say that it makes me feel wonderful. I feel really proud of both uh, Nate and of you know, of Bill, because Bill was a part of the festival many times. 
And the fact that it's gone on for all of these years and through the pandemic and it's still happening, you know, the Bill Bell Jazz and Heritage Festival is still part of the scene. So uh, it's, it's really wonderful. I'm happy to know that this is an ongoing um, event that it's geared toward reaching into the community and providing support for everyone, the kids and, and having a concert. Bill performed at the Sunday afternoon uh, concert several times. We'd come in from uh, California and get to visit with the family, get to go to the festival events, and uh, then Bill would do that concert. So I'd really like to hope that there's a really big turnout for this event because it's a small community and to have something so uh, wonderful presented is, it's pretty, it's pretty super, pretty great. Yes, it really is. And, and, you know, Nate Lawrence, the, who um, directs polyrhythms, he is so involved in community development, development. I know he personally feels it's 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 important and, he, and there's a lot of conscious effort to improve our lives and and i'm just wondering you, you're you're a psychologist do you think there is something about music which is which is a very communal experience do you think there's something about it that nudges a person towards that interest in building a better community um and and trying to improve the lives of people i, I you know i that's really a great point carolyn I think there is something about music. I think that music gives people a chance to express themselves emotionally. You know, you feel good. And yet there's also, and Bill always emphasizes, there's also the intellectual part of it, the cognitive part of it, because he wanted his students to go to school. He encouraged them to get an education he himself was uh, very involved in, in music education, and uh, he was very proud of the fact that, you know, uh, you can be taught good musical techniques, and he loved music of all kinds. So I think that this heritage uh, foundation, heritage uh, festival, yeah, festival is really, I mean, it covers all the things that Bill Bell loved. And I hope that people remember Bill very fondly in in the Watertown area. Those that maybe didn't know him when he was a little kid, they're probably pretty much gone now. But just to know that there was someone that cared about them and devoted his life to them is is really wonderful. Well, Dr. Gail Bell, thank you so much for talking today. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Carolyn. It was really so nice to talk with you and I'll look forward to meeting you. Okay. When I get to when I get in there from California, you're going to be the first person I look up. So, thank you so very much. You're welcome. The 8th Annual Polyrhythms Bill Bell Jazz and Heritage Festival will be held this weekend, Friday, August 19th from 5 to 10 p.m. 
and Saturday, August 20th from noon to 10 p.m. at the Martin Luther King Jr. Community Center in Rock Island. And on Sunday, August 21st from 3 to 8 p.m. at Rivermont Collegiate's Beckerer Hall Auditorium in Bettendorf. This is a tremendous homage to native jazz pianist Bill Bell and is a celebration of our rich cultural heritage. And all performances are free of charge. For a full list of performances, check out the Facebook page at Poly Jazz Heritage Fest. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Cal.